0: welcome back to the coffee hour i'm andy bates
1: i'm sarah golseth
0: it is monday september 23rd right around the corner is the lcms disaster response conference in studio with us this morning the reverend michael meyer manager for lcms disaster response good morning pastor meyer good morning thanks for joining us in studio this morning uh, lots of uh, there are always disasters happening it seems like that that that's always keeping you busy right
1: yeah yeah we rarely go through a month where something doesn't happen that uh... we engage our lcms ministries across the united states or our partner churches are around the world and in, in uh, uh... providing aid and counsel as we seek to show mercy it's 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 rare that a month goes by that 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 we're not doing something with somebody.
0: At the LCMS Disaster Response Conference, quite often we look at case studies and and other examples from the past where congregations, districts, where uh, Lutherans have stepped up to be able to serve their neighbors through acts of mercy following a disaster. What are some of the stories that have come out of the last few years that really help us understand what LCMS Disaster Response is all about and what we're going to gain at the conference?
1: Yeah, really, I think in these case studies, you're going to see the partnership between congregations, the district, and then also the synod. Uh, so we've got a couple of different case studies that are uh, going to be at our conference this year, one regarding Hurricane Michael and the church there, Trinity Lutheran Church in Panama City. Uh, this was happened in Florida right around last, uh, last year, around this time. And uh, uh, the storm there was a tremendous wind event. Uh, they went back and recategorized the hurricane as Cat, cat 5. Uh, mm-hmm. so they uh, they, they recognized that it was the uh, a cat five that hit the the, the panhandle there, and just trees down everywhere power lines everything and and so there 's a a number of stories that are kind of come from this one the, the The church opening its doors as a resource center where they were distributing food and clothes and other supplies uh, to the community for months on end and we helped give a a small grant to help staff that as well as to coordinate volunteers that were primarily in this case doing uh, chainsaw work debris removal those kind of things there wasn't a lot of flooding uh, at least in the Panama City area it was almost all wind but to see the destruction that i mean if you were still to drive there today you would still see a lot of uh debris that has yet to be removed still wow. uh because it was so broad uh, some people might have you know driven through the path of a tornado before and you'd see a 100 yards wide where the the tornado was on the ground and trees were this way and that way well with with hurricane michael this was miles and miles it was probably um i'd say you could drive for what would be about 50 miles across uh, where, where this hit, and you, it would seem like a huge tornado came in and hit it. So you just mm-hmm. would drive and go on and on and on and never reach the end of it. Uh, and there's one pastor there, uh, uh, Pastor Eric, he's on the east side and, uh, uh, of uh, uh, Panama City, and, and he was telling the story. They had people uh, sheltering in the church, during the storm uh, that weren't able to evacuate and and they it it grew so fast so big or so big so fast that that a lot of people didn't get out they were saying oh it's going to be a category 2 and the people are like yeah that's all right well, we can we can weather that and then Overnight, it was a Cat 5, a Cat 4, almost Cat 5, and then they went back and, and, and redid it. Um, and so people didn't have a chance to get out then. And so they were sheltering in the storm. And the pastor there, he actually he had family. Uh, I think he had children, uh, grown children, that lived several miles from the church, and they were in their house. And he ends up getting into his, uh, into his vehicle in the middle of the storm and going out to get them. uh, uh, because they they had lost power at their house and they didn't think their house was going to make it. So he went out to get them. And in the process, they pick somebody up off the street who's just kind of wandering around dazed. Uh, and so he picks somebody and and they, they come back, they're going around power lines and down trees and they, they just barely make it back into the, into the church. It's an amazing story. Uh, and I can't wait to hear him, uh, share that and other stories to, uh, our constituents that are going to be at the conference. So that he will he be presenting, yeah, he's one of the guys presenting at our conference. We have Randall Eriks, who's the pastor at uh, Good Shepherd Lutheran Church, and Paul McComack, who is the pastor at Trinity Lutheran Church in Panama City. that is a, such a heart of um, of love and of mercy to other people in the middle of not everyone's going to leave a building in safety and go out <laughs> into into a whirling winds um, <laughs> just to go get I mean even if, you love people, but I mean that's terrifying, mm-hmm. yeah yeah well and the the eye went right over their church Oh wow! so they had a period of calm Mm -hmm. right you hear this this Mm -hmm. story of of there being 30 minutes of of calm Mm -hmm. and then it just picks up again from the other direction Mm -hmm. uh and so it's just terrifying for those folks and they didn't have running water anymore that kind of that that stopped and so they they had 30 people i think in the the bottom of this uh, the basement of the church Mm -hmm. and they're you know they're they're sharing restrooms as best they can, and and what little food that they have they're they're sharing it, and they're singing hymns, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 reading scripture, and doing those things that 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 we know that the world cannot give, and get, you know that peace uh, that they receive from those things, in the, and calm in the midst of the storm. Mm-hmm. Singing hymns as Lutherans do. Yep. <laughs> how does being prepared um, and having the the knowledge going uh, just before a disaster happens? How does being prepared uh, in disaster Response help churches uh, reach out to their communities with witness wit- witnessing uh, the love of Jesus and, and mercy in in these times after the disaster happens. Well, on the front side of things, being prepared is so incredibly valuable. It means making connections in the community of of talking with maybe the the county emergency management mm-hmm. office and the and the, the the director for the county and saying, hey, we'd like to be a resource after a disaster. What And and when you make those connections beforehand and the conversation takes place before and you can say, "Okay, there's other groups that have already approached this director and says and, and they've said, well, we can provide food or water and shelter, maybe with the Red Cross. Uh, and then your group could determine where are the gaps we don't want to provide something that we know another group is already doing Mm -hmm. so it wouldn't make sense for us to duplicate that what what's something unique that we can be known for as Lutherans I mean aside from the preaching of the gospel that of course is unique to us (laughs) uh, but in showing mercy those acts of love there's always a gap there's always an area that's that that other groups are ignoring or they're just they don't have the capacity to do Mm -hmm. and so we can step in then and 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 prepare ahead of time with with water perhaps, with spiritual care resources, with uh, uh, volunteer management and coordination, those kind of things. Mm-hmm.
0: So the LCMS Disaster Response Conference coming up October 2nd through the 4th right here in St. Louis at Concordia Seminary. Yeah. It's an opportunity to really d- to dig into the, the stories like you were just sharing, to learn from those stories because we know not every situation is the same, mm-hmm. not every context, not every congregation is in, and not every community is the same, but there are things that we can learn from these stories. Mm-hmm. So it's an opportunity to come together and do that. Um, tell us more of the, the details about the upcoming conference here in St. Louis.
1: Yeah, so it's not just case studies. We also look at some very you know some practical things you know what can go into a trailer and and then there's also times for networking so much of what we do is interacting with others because after a disaster everybody wants to help but they don't Mm -hmm. always know how they don't know who to talk to and so what what sometimes happens is you have a thousand people all calling one local pastor Mm -hmm. right and that is completely overwhelming for that one pastor Mm -hmm. or church worker whoever it may be to receive all of these phone calls so if we network beforehand with our district court Coordinators with the other people who are engaged with their groups of disaster, we talk together. We know, uh, and we we build a trust that says, uh, you know what, we're going to get the information out to each other. We're going to share. Maybe this p- group over here has flood buckets. This group has chainsaw teams, and we have that conversation beforehand at the conference. And this time, we actually do have a, a, a special time set aside just for our district coordinators to to network and have like a round table discussion. And it's. It's a best practices of sorts where we say, these are some of the things that have worked for us in disaster. And also, here are some things that haven't worked mm-hmm. that, that, that aren't useful. Uh, and so that's very helpful for us as well to to look at those areas that, uh, that we, we can do better in. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I understand there, were, there was a chainsaw training event scheduled for this as well. Is that full already? I know that that was limited registration for this event.
1: Yeah, it, it is limited registration. I think we might have one or two spots for the hands-on portion for Saturday on the fifth. It's kind of like a, it's like a, a P.S. Right? It's a at the f- end of a, ne- of, a, of a letter. So this is the the, the postscript that says, all right, it's it's not something that everybody's going to engage in. Now we do have a number of openings for the Friday night session, which is the safety part of it. Mm-hmm. It's the in classroom. You uh, you you uh, learn the inner workings of it, how to safely behave around those who are using chainsaws so these would be people who would be pullers uh, who would get the debris out once something's cut they bring they pull the branches out take them to the side of the street uh, or other safety officers health officers that that would be a part of a team but wouldn't necessarily be running the chainsaw but still need to go to the uh, to the safety part of it this right attire and, and those kind of things
0: how much of disaster response is primarily just being able to be organized as a team <laughs> as a congregation to to really stay organized or to be organized after a, a disaster and, uh, and and managing communication as well you mentioned earlier like thousands of people calling one pastor and that can be just overwhelming how much of disaster response is primarily communication and organization I would
1: say half of it is that. Yeah. And that's it's it's uh it's the overlooked half, mm-hmm. right? Because everybody wants to just go and help, but if we don't coordinate then we can just kind of get in the way and gum up the works. Mm-hmm. And so when we go through our training, our alert training, we talk about the coordination side of things to not to not just show up unannounced without having talked with anybody, without having made those connections, because then you can get in the way and actually slow things down and create a bigger problem. Um So a lot of it also is, uh, what was the other word you said with communication?
0: Organization. Yeah, organization.
1: It's just so important.
0: LCMS Disaster Response Conference. Check out lcms.org slash disaster. You can find more information there for the upcoming conference October 2nd through the 4th right here at Concordia Seminary in St. Louis. Reverend Michael Meyer, manager, LCMS Disaster Response. Thanks for being our guest on The Coffee Hour. Yeah, thanks for having me. Coming up in just a little bit long gospel with Pastor Baker. I'm Eddie Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Thanks for joining us for The Coffee Hour. Uh